Hello, friends, and welcome to Menu Disney, episode number seven, Showcase Showdown, part two. I'm Pete, and joining me today are Matt. Hello, everybody. And Tom. Hey, guys, what's up? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So, put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. What's new tonight, guys? Anything? Well, since our last episode, uh, actually not too much. <laughs> not on my end. What about you, T? No, just on the road with work. Uh, got the whole studio set up in a hotel room. You guys lead a pretty boring life, huh? What's new with you, big guy? You know, my daughter has learned to screech, so that's a very good thing for me. So tonight, we're going to continue our series on my favorite park, Epcot, and... World Showcase, my favorite part of Epcot. Uh, in our first part of this episode, we covered the first three countries. We covered Mexico, Norway, and China. Tonight, we're going to be continuing on around the World Showcase. We're going to move into Germany, Italy, the USA, and Japan. So as always, before we get started with that, we're going to push it over to Tom for the news. Tom, what new exciting Disney news do we have this week? You know, this week's unique. We have some Disney news, and we have a Disney scare. Uh, I'm going to start with the Disney scare. Uh, late last week, Monorail Blue had to be evacuated when a piece of the train actually fell off. And fortunately, it missed depart guests by a few feet. Uh, the monorail was closed temporarily, but reopened later that day. Uh, that's obviously something Disney has got to get figured out. Sure. I mean, how old is the monorail now? Uh, over 20 years, over 30 years, probably. <clears throat> 70, 71, yeah, right? that's what I was thinking. So that's a little bit older than uh, 30 years. Well, I'm not so good at math, Peter. <laughs> Clearly. So, you know, obviously, you know, the, the cosmetic upkeep has been done, but how much has really been done mechanically to keep these things operating? I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, what can... I mean, really, how many times has something fallen off the monorail and almost hit somebody? This has to be a Disney first. Well, I mean, it, it's a Disney first, but you also have the, uh, some, com not complainers, uh, some people that often make the point that Disney takes in a lot of money but doesn't necessarily do a lot of upgrading and updating day to day. Well, I mean, obviously they'll have to fix this, this issue, but I don't see it being a problem. I mean, more vending machines probably kill people each year than Disney monorails. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's a good point. Crazy that stat is a of good the day. Point. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Tom, uh, moving moving on through the news, going to go over to Animal Kingdom. Uh, we've been harping on it all along. More mobile orderings coming uh, beginning this week. Actually, Flame Tree Barbecue has been added to the mobile ordering list. Um, you know, guys, we've harped on mobile ordering almost every episode. I don't, I don't know. There's much more to share, except this is yeah. a good sign. Well, I can tell you good that sign. today I did mobile ordering at Chick Fil A. And my order was perfect, and I waited no time. And there was at least a twenty-minute line if I wanted to wait in the drive-through. So I won the day. And, and what? And what did you say to the people as you walked by them? <laughs> I just laughed and smiled. Hello, and you called them peasants. peasants. You called them peasants. <laughs> I did not call them peasants. <laughs> uh, moving on in the news, going over to Hollywood Studios. Uh, a couple items there uh, this past week. One, Cruz Ramirez from Cars 3, has a new meet-and-greet there. Uh, Cars 3 is still in theaters now, but 
You can find the actual character at Disney World on the far side of Pixar Place. It's a little bit past the Toy Story Mania entrance. Uh, so for anybody that has children or adults that want to visit characters, that's a, a unique opportunity for a new character. And we told you we'd follow up with the Pixar Short Film Festival refurb. Uh, it What has come out is La Luna and For the Birds is no longer there. And now which, what has arrived is Disney's Feast and Pixar's Piper. I personally have seen Pixar's Piper, and it's fantastic. Uh, really, really, really unique film. I think everyone should at least stop in if you're in Disney to see it. It's good to see them keeping those fresh, keeping them, keeping them updated. Uh, moving over to Magic Kingdom, we have two pieces of news here, one of which uh, both Pete and Matt made sure I had added in this week. I'll start with the first one. PhotoPass has now been added to the Pirates of the Caribbean. Long time coming, in my opinion. I think this is a Disney classic. Needs to have a picture there. Uh, the picture will be taken right before the plunge down. And do keep in mind that guests will need to have a magic band on if they want to see this photo at, at uh, this photo after it's taken because it'll be sent straight to the My Disney Experience. And Matt, you you typically get pretty scared at this point in Pirates of the Caribbean, right? So I think it'll be interesting to see what your face looks like right before that drop. Yeah, it gets me every time. <laughs> Um, also, in staying in the Magic Kingdom, uh, this was Pete and Matt' favorite. There are now hand-dipped corn dogs at Sleepy Hollow Refreshments, uh, which is is right near uh, Liberty Square, kind of near Hall of Presidents. Not near, uh, not near Main Street. I, I like Sleepy Hollow. They've got they've got good food. Yeah, no. I, every time we've been, you know, my last few times at least, we've made one stop at Sleepy Hollow for. Something or the other. Don't they have famous mm-hmm. waffles or something? Like, Nutella the waffles? Waffle sandwiches? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Oh, and then I think... Oh, one more bit of news. I almost forgot the biggest piece of news we have. Uh, this is revolving around the Disney dining plan. Beginning in 2018, you will be able to use a beverage entitlement at either quick service or table service. And what that means is you're going to have the opportunity to order a specialty beverage with your meal, your quick service meal and your table service meal. Uh, for the uh, for the listeners that are under 21, they have milkshakes, smoothies, blended coffees, hot chocolate, plus everything else they've served, which is soft drinks, juice, milk, coffee, tea, etc. And for those of us that are over 21, you can order an alcoholic beverage, and it'll be limited to the restaurant you're at, and I'm sure they'll have maybe a list further than that. I've seen beer ciders, wine, mixed drinks, specialty cocktails. Uh, but pretty good deal. Pete, what is it? It's what's the cost rough rough average the additional So cost? of so of course, you know, with with this comes an increase. So for 2018, the quick service plan is increasing about $2 a day. The Disney dining plan is increasing about $6 a day, and then the deluxe dining plan is increasing about $10 a day. And so Peter, um how about you go ahead and, and break down the cost analysis that we had in our group text yesterday talking about this? Do you think that this is a good deal for the consumer, or do you think you break even? Well, well look, we'll, we'll probably do an episode on this at some point about the Disney dining plan and whether or not it's a good deal. If you're looking to save money, this is not a good deal. It's assuming that you're going to eat every restaurant at Disney. You're going to get the most expensive thing on the menu at every meal, you know, if, if you don't do that, you may break even. Even if you do that, you're probably going to break even. But, you know, from a budgeting standpoint, from a let's get all of our 
meals picked out in advance. Let's figure out how much we're going to spend on food in advance. I, th- I think it's a good deal. I think it's pretty much a break even for you. I think this plan, we've talked about being in the Disney bubble. We've talked about it on episodes in the past. This plan puts you in the Disney bubble because you, like Pete said, you have your, pl- your meals planned out, restaurants you're going to eat at. In some cases, you may have already ordered a la Be Our Guest quick service lunch. Um, so if you don't want to actually swipe a credit card or you know, spend additional money and worry about what you're spending per meal, this is a good way to budget well, your entire trip. Well, that's not exactly fair because you are going to spend additional money you know, you're going to have to tip. You're going to have to buy appetizers. You're going to buy additional drinks. But, you know, for the Disney dining plan, a $6 increase for, for perhaps two alcoholic beverages over the course of a day, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, you're definitely coming out ahead. I, I think on the drinks alone, probably about at least $10 ahead if you're going to partake in the alcoholic beverages. Um, depending on what you yeah, get. Yeah, depending absolutely. on what you're going to get. I mean, I'll, I'll tie this in a knot here. Um, you know, we're going to have an episode on this. And you'll learn that I'm going to do the Disney dining plan regardless because it helps me plan. Mm-hmm. I, I'd agree with that. I, I like it too. I, I, like Tom said, I think it keeps you in the Disney bubble. Like I've said before, I like going to Disney World and leaving my wallet in the room. I like carrying the magic band with me and being able to do everything with the magic band. And having the Disney dining plan really contributes to that. So I'm I'm doing it. But but again, we'll we'll talk about that on a later episode. So... The news for right now is you can get alcoholic beverages on the Disney dining plan, and we'll kind of leave it at that. Yeah, one one additional piece. I don't know if I'd categorize it as news, but we've kind of hit on wait times. Uh, two things I've seen this week. One, Florida has had some pretty severe thunderstorms lately, which does close every outdoor attraction for the most part. But two, you're seeing the wait times kind of fall down a little bit uh, in, in Pandora. And the reasoning behind that. Uh, it's probably twofold. One, you've got the folks that aren't staying on resorts, rushing that park early in the morning, trying to knock out the rides, and then leaving later in the afternoon. And two, uh, obviously the resort guests are getting slotted correctly for fast passes. So while the wait times are still two hours, a little under that at times, it, it's better than it was. I was going to say, like Matt said last week, yes, we talk about a decrease in wait times for the Pandora rides. But we're still talking an hour to two-hour wait, depending on the ride now, and depending did, on the time. Did I know initially Animal Kingdom was scheduled to stop their like uh, pull back on their extra magic hours or additional nighttime hours uh, in July Fourth? But I think they've extended that now. Correct? Looks like extra magic hours at towards the end of the July are from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Okay. So it does look like they're they're keeping those extra magic hours until midnight. Should help, uh, you know, for us that have trips scheduled out in the future uh, it, it should help you uh when that time comes to have more fast pass available hopefully more people have already ridden it and so on and so on that's it for me that's all all the news i had for this week all right good well with the news done let's move directly into our main topic which again is a continuation of our journey around the world showcase let's go right into germany Germany is a is a cool pavilion. There are no attractions in Germany. You know, there's no ride like there is in Norway. But there's really some interesting things to to do and see. One of my favorite things to do at the Germany Pavilion is the beer garden. This is a table service restaurant. It's pretty recommended that you make reservations for this, but this is pretty much a an Oktoberfest. It's a 
buffet with traditional German food. They've got all kinds of sausages. They've got cabbage. They've got pretty much anything German that you can think they've got it. But, but what is really cool about this is the atmosphere. There's pretty much always something going on on the main stage, whether it's an upa band or bells or what are the big horns called? Flugelhorns, I think. Yeah, something something is going on on the main stage. The other thing that's really cool about this, other than the huge steins of beer that you get, and I'm talking like hard to pick up steins of beer, is the seating arrangements. Pretty much they just have giant tables. And when you get seated at this restaurant, you just get seated wherever you get seated. And that may be next to a part, you know, my when my wife and I went, we got seated next to a, a family of eight. And we kind of were part of their family for the experience so it's a really cool concept so word of warning if you're shy if you don't like being around other people probably not a good place for you to eat because it is a very festive kind of party-like atmosphere you know i i pete you're, you're the only one i don't i don't think matt's eating there but um i've heard it's a blast i again with the kind of food and drinks i i enjoy typically it's not necessarily up my alley but the atmosphere sounds like maybe that that settles it all and everyone should at least try it once it's it's fun my dad and my brother and i went christmas eve actually one year and had a blast and then like i said my wife and i went the last time i went so it's one of my it's one of my top five restaurants at epcot easily so the pavilion itself is kind of designed to look like a a german town there are some shops there. They have some traditional German goods. You know, you can find beer steins. You can find cuckoo clocks. One of the coolest things is the pickle tree. Have you guys seen the pickle tree? I I have not. I think I have, actually. I think it's something you pointed out to me last time. <clears throat> so there is a Christmas tree store, a Christmas shop in the Germany Pavilion. And kind of one of the traditions, a German Christmas tradition is that a pickle ornament is hidden somewhere on the Christmas tree. And it's basically a game for the kids to see who can find it first. And there's a special present for whoever gets to find it first. So if you want a pickle ornament, they are available in Germany. I think Germany is probably one of my favorite pavilions. Um, like I said last time, I, I do like a, a good beer. And um, Germany has some great beers. Um, when we talk about this, you know, you're, you're probably going to spend about $8 a drink here, but there's a lot, also so much good food there to check out while you're, while you're there. There's no ride or anything like that, like Pete talked about, but don't skip Germany because there's not a ride. Don't skip any pavilion because there's not a ride. You're going to have a great time at all of them. Sure. And, and I will say that there is a, also a quick service restaurant in Germany. It has a lot of the same foods. You know, you can get a lot of the same sausages. Like Matt said, there's, there's a lot of of good beers in Germany. Uh, they've got Havels. They've got an Oktoberfest. They've also got what I think that I've had the last two times I got there, and that is a uh, that apple liqueur. Oh, it's really good. Shot. That is really, is really good. good. How do you pronounce it? It's like Berenson? Berenson, Berenson apple Berenson. or something like that. Berenson. Yeah. Berenson. Berenson. yeah. It's very good. My German's horrible. It's very good. Yeah, well. <laughs> They've also got Jägermeister, of course. But. <laughs> um, and then they all—I mean—they have some wine too. If you're a wine drinker, they do. They do. And in my opinion, 
This is a good place if you're in the World Showcase at night. This is a good place to watch Illuminations from. It's not very centrally located like the USA would be or like the next country that we're going to, Italy. But there's some tables down by the waterfront. You know, you've got Summerfest right behind you serving pretty much any beer that you would want. So it's, it's nice to grab a couple beers, sit down by the water, and watch Illuminations. And it's, it's typically not very crowded there because a lot of people are going other places to watch Illuminations. Uh, there's, there's also a really cool, I guess, model train. I'm going to say miniature train, have you, yeah. Yeah, have you guys seen that? I have. I think on the Mendu Disney trip, I think one of the fellas wanted to stay and watch it for like 15 or 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we needed a breather, too. <laughs> Who was I that? Think we, I, <laughs> not going to name any names. Yeah, I, I think we actually had to leave him, and he had to catch up. Are, with are you telling me that person knows who he is? That person does know who he is. Yes, he does. Wow. So the, the last thing I'll say about the Germany Pavilion is they do have giant pretzels. The giant pretzels go very well with your beer. So get a giant pretzel and carry it around with your beer. I'm going to add one more thing since I'm in the character mood today. You can see Snow White in Germany. Uh, kind of how we hit on last week, we took a picture of Snow White, but not with Snow White. <laughs> So. By, the, by the wishing well, right? You guys, yes, you guys are. are getting creepier every day. <laughs> we, we, well, that, that's true. We did take a picture of Snow White. It was a long line in our defense, so mm-hmm. we didn't want to wait in that long line. Plus, four guys waiting in the line for Snow White probably would have been a little creepy. So. Well, it would have been three guys because we had one of the people. <laughs> that's true. Uh, one of us was right. at the miniature train. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. So I, I think that wraps up Germany for us. Again, it's a it's a great great pavilion, great place to have lunch or dinner if you're in World Showcase for dinner is is at the beer garden. I, I highly recommend it. One of my favorite places to eat. So the next country that you're gonna come to leaving Germany is going to be Italy. Italy is probably one of the prettiest pavilions at Epcot. It's it's based on Venetian and Roman architecture. They've got some incredible replicas of of the Campanile from the Piazza San Marco in Venice, as well as the Doge's Palace from Venice. If you've ever been to Venice, the Doge's Palace is a very, very accurate representation of what it actually looks like from the waterfront in Venice. There's also the Fountain of Neptune, which is very similar. And I I think we have a picture in front of the Neptune Fountain. We have one too. Yeah, we do. Which is very well, of course not. Isn't that the picture your wife chose as like our? She she did. She yeah, she framed it as a uh, as a memory of our trip. So, but that is very reminiscent of the Trevi Fountain in Rome. Uh, There's also the gift shop Il Bel Cristallo, which is pretty much a perfect replica of the exterior of the Sistine Chapel in Vatican City. So, some incredible architecture. Some other things to do in Italy some high-end Italian goods. They've got perfumes. I think I bought my wife some perfume last time I went with her. Um, and they also sell Venetian carnival masks. So if any of you have seen kind of the hand-painted masks, they do sell those as well. And now they have, did you mention they have some high-end jewelry in there too, I believe? They, they do. They do. And it's all priced well beyond what any of us could afford on the trip. 
mm-hmm. I think we bought our girlfriends coffee mugs. Is that <laughs> the chip? The ch- well, your wife, my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Uh, they both wanted the chip coffee mug, and that made it easy for us because we were bringing back gifts, and we're like, oh, oh we can shop together. <laughs> and it saved you. It might have saved you a little bit of money for another round. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy has two table service restaurants, kind of unique in the world of showcase, and that it does have two table service restaurants, uh, Tutto Italia and Via Napoli. I like Via Napoli. They have great Neapolitan pizza. It's really quick to get in there and get out of there. I mean, I ate there with some friends. We were in and out in under an hour. So if you've only got a little bit of time to kill during your day, it's a great place to go in and, and grab dinner or grab a lunch. And then Tutto Italia kind of has your typical Italian dishes, your spaghetti, your steaks, your lamb, your chicken, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't think you can really go wrong either route in Italy. I think the food's going to be fantastic. Um, I am currently have a reservation at a Tutto. Uh, I just didn't want the, the pizza kind of thing, but um, we'll see if I keep it. But anyway, it's going to be uh, – I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I've heard the wine's great at dinner. The pricing is, is reasonable actually for the wine in Italy with the Disney feet, the Disney factor in there as well. Yeah, so so let's talk about wine. I mean, Tutto Gusto is a wine bar and they have pretty much any wine that you would want. You can get flights of wine, you can get wine tastings, you can get prosecco, you can... <laughs> This this isn't where you got wine on the shirt, is it? This is where I got wine on my shirt. Now, we didn't go into Tutto Gusto. I think we got the wine from the gelato cart. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have let us in Tutto Gusto at this point. (laughs) But yes, this is where I did get wine spilled on my shirt. So, again, huge variety of of wines here. You know, if if you're a wine drinker, go to Tutto Gusto. Ask Ask the cast member for some recommendations. They will gladly pour you a glass of anything that they have in stock there. They also have a couple of drinks at the gelato cart. Obviously, they have gelato at the gelato cart. It's very good. It's very refreshing after a long, hard day of working your way around World Showcase. But you can also you can also get a couple other drinks at the gelato cart. They have an Italian margarita, which, eh. <laughs> take yeah, take it or leave it. <laughs> They also sell a Bellini, which is a peach puree and Prosecco mix, which is which is really good in the summer heat of Florida. <laughs> Didn't two of us get that? Uh, two of us did get that, and I I believe one of them, those two was you, Tom. <laughs> it was. Okay. And it was that. probably delicious, wasn't it? I remember that being very refreshing, and it was like, man, I could have 20 of these. <laughs> yeah. So highly, that for, comes for those, recommended. So for those of you who don't know, Prosecco is basically an Italian champagne. So it's very light, it's very bubbly, and then combined with the peach puree, it it makes for a very refreshing drink. They also have some generic wines at the gelato cart. Nothing too special, and that is what I got poured all over my shirt, is whatever generic red they were serving that day. And then finally they have... Birra Moretti, which is an Italian beer. It's okay. It tastes a bit like Stella Artois. I like that. I like that beer. Yeah, it's nothing too special. Nothing nothing really rare. You know, you can get you can get Moretti at, at the grocery store, so 
Nothing extraordinarily rare there. I guess it totally depends at this point when you're talking about the taste of the drink. What you're doing, is your purpose to have a very good, refreshing drink, or is it a task? <laughs> you have to finish a drink in this country and keep it moving. <laughs> well, you're in a great very country. If, you have to, if you're having to finish a task, you got options. Mm-hmm. Now, you can if you go to Tuto Gusto. And Matt, when we went, we got limoncello. Yeah, we got limoncello. It, they didn't have it when we went. Well, that's a bummer. Correct. They, that they was did great. Not, they, yeah, they did not serve limoncello at the gelato cart, but they do have it inside of Tuto Gusto. I think it's $9 or $8 for a, a very small glass. And well, Pete, um, I mean, we, we talk about pictures all the time. Um, once we get done with this Epcot series, I'm going to get Pete to upload a lot of our pictures so you can kind of understand what's, where we were in the day. <laughs> and you'll, see, you'll see a lot of things we're talking about because we made sure to take pictures around important parts of the pavilions. We did. We did. So the last thing I'll say about Tuto Gusto is that they do have – Kind of some snacks available. They ha- you can get some cheeses, you can get some meats, you know, some salamis and some prosciuttos and that that sort of thing. They also have some panini and they have some cakes and all kinds of good stuff. So if if you do need a little snack or a light kind of refresher, hit up Tuto Gusto. It is very small, but it's a it's a very cool atmosphere. It's kind of like being in a wine cellar. It's air conditioned, so it's it's a very Good place to enjoy a, a glass of wine and a snack. So, guys, I think that about wraps it up for Italy. Again, it's a it's a good country to take a breather in, go see the shops, whatnot. Maybe have have a quick dinner, quick lunch, if you've got time. But moving right along, we come to the center point in our journey around mm. the world showcase, and that is the American Adventure Pavilion. Good old USA. Best part. Best part, maybe not the best uh, architecture or uh, things to do, but it's the best part. It's the USA. Well, so, yeah, not a whole lot to do in the U.S. Pavilion. There is an attraction here, the which is also called the American Adventure. And it's an animatronic kind of show with some videos and some special effects. It's not something that I've seen really in the last 15 years. It's about a 30-minute show. It's in an air-conditioned theater. You see some cool stuff. You go through the Hall of Flags, which is 40 or 50 flags uh, from American history. So it's it's worth seeing. It's, it's a good place to cool down, and it's educational at the same time. So the, the architecture in the American Pavilion is pretty much your standard colonial architecture. There's a, a very large building, which is kind of reminiscent of Independence Hall. Across kind of the pavilion from that is a large theater. Now, once every, I think, 30 minutes or hour or something like that, there is an acapella group that performs Voices of Liberty. They're pretty good. They sing pop, yeah, they sing pop songs. You can actually buy their CD inside the gift shop in the building. They're pretty good. They're worth seeing. And then this is also where Disney has a lot of the concerts for the festivals, and then they also do the candlelight procession there at Christmas time. And when my wife and I were there, I think Gary Sinise really? was there. Maybe not my wife. I was there with somebody in Gary Sinise. Well, he definitely there. has a connection to Disney World, especially with um, Mission Space. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of the uh, the Voice of Liberty. Actually, I think they're fantastic. They're uh, really good. We called them for a brief break, 
uh, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna segue into it because I can't help myself. We were there doing during the food and wine festival, and lobster rolls are the bee's knees. There's not a better snack in Disney World, and I'm on the record saying that, and I firmly believe it, than the lobster roll at the American Adventure Pavilion during Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, I mean, the highlight of, of our trip was, I think, eating that lobster roll and drinking the Red Stag frozen lemonade. I mean, how can you top that? Those lobster rolls, I think we went back for seconds and maybe thirds, right? We, we each had at least two lobster rolls, except Tim. I, I don't know. Tim was doing a lot there. I think Tim just explored a little bit. He's a big... <laughs> America guy. Oh, big America guy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We're big America guys too, but Tim is an America guy. And he's going to show you how big an American guy he is, 4th of July. He is. He is. <clears throat> and, and we're excited about that. But So what else we got at the American Pavilion? We've got the Liberty Inn, which yeah. is the quick service restaurant there. Look, this is a standard Disney quick service. This is what you're going to get pretty much anywhere else at Disney World. Don't waste. Don't 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 eat there. You're in Epcot. You've got a lot of a lot of opportunity to have some very unique and authentic food. Don't waste your time here, unless there's lobster rolls. Unless there's well, the lobster rolls were outside. They were. Yeah. So don't don't even waste your time there. Don't even waste your time. So you've also got the Fife and Drum Tavern, and this is where I think you know, one of my personal favorite drinks at Epcot is served, and that is the Red Stag Frozen Lemonade. I can't begin to describe how life-changing this drink is. <laughs> Matt, Matt, when when you and I went, I think we skipped on this. We did. And we, we, got, we got a, Sam I think the Sam Adams. Yeah. yeah, we got the Sam Adams seasonal, and we made a huge mistake doing that, and I regret that. I can, um, I can attest that if you're going, when you go through the World Showcase, and if you do want to have a drink, regardless, save room for a drink here and get the Red Stack Frozen Lemonade. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. And it's, look, it's kind of sweet. It's syrupy, whatever. It's it's good. It's not something that you would order on a bar, but when it's 95 degrees outside with 90% humidity and you've been walking since 8 a.m. or 7 a.m., it hits the spot. It really does. They also serve various snacks. They've got ice cream. They've got pretzels. They've got the ever popular turkey leg there. But kind of the highlight of the American Pavilion for us is the Red Stag Lemonade. And, and then just hitting on the other drinks, I know you all said they have Sam Adams. I think they have Bud Light or Budweiser maybe. I think they do yeah. as well. It's, they a, it's, a Sam, it's a Sam Adams seasonal, so it rotates depending on the season you're there. One thing I'll say is that if you go in September, October, it's hard to drink an Oktoberfest when it's 95 degrees out, which it is in September still. Well, heck, when we went in October, it was it was 85 or 90 degrees outside, right? And I think that was what the seasonal beer was, was the Oktoberfest. So maybe give that one a pass. They also have a, a Sutter Home wine, I think, which is seven bucks a bottle at the grocery store. It's really not worth it, so... The Red Stag Lemonade is definitely your best option. And if you go during food and wine, get a lobster roll, get a Red Stag Lemonade, sit at the outdoor picnic tables there, hang out. Uh, you know enjoy, what? Enjoy the sounds of liberty. I, I back the lobster roll and the Red Stag Lemonade. I might be willing to Venmo <laughs> some listeners to get it on me because it's incredible. Wow. That's a tempting <laughs> offer, listeners. 
it's a tempting offer for me. Just yeah, no, 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 no. You two are off limits. No, no, no. Y'all can't go <laughs> and say, hey, Tom, I'm here. You know, shoot that Venmo over. So that's really it at the American Pavilion. There is a very small kind of gift shop inside the main building, but it doesn't really have a whole lot in it. Although you can pick up the Voices of Liberty CD in there. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that, go uh, give that a give that a look. So the last country that we're going to come to tonight is Japan. Japan, when you enter, immediately you're going to see this huge five-tiered pagoda. And there's also a large tori gate on the waterfront. And, and a tori gate is typically what's found at the entrance to a Shinto shrine. There's also a Japanese castle, as well as a bunch of really cool gardens. Uh, There's a koi pond, there's kind of some waterfalls, there's a little stream. It's it's another very peaceful place at Epcot. I know know we talked about the China Pavilion last week and how peaceful it was. The gardens up towards, uh, I guess that's the Katsura Grill up at the top of the hill there. Mm Mm-hmm. The gardens up there are very, very nice. It's very relaxing. Ironically, they're also very near the bathrooms. <laughs> they just they are FYI. very near the bathrooms. So China, China and Japan, huh? The bathroom city. Well, you know, I didn't really experience the bathrooms in Japan. I did. So I can't really speak on them. They were good. Probably, probably not as good as China. So other things to do here. Uh, you've you've got the uh, Mitsukoshi Department Store. That is a big. This is big. Store. It is a giant. Yeah, it's a ginormous store. It's incredible. It is it is probably the coolest store there because it's it's huge and there are so many different things that you can buy. Let there. me tell you right now that I don't think I've been to that 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 department store recently and not picked a pearl. I think it might be one of my favorite things to do, and. I do it every single time, and I'm always disappointed when I see the person right before me or right after me get a bigger pearl than me. Well, it's so exciting, right? You've got the cast member like cheering you on and banging on their drum, and like everybody's getting into it and everybody's excited. I can tell a story. Our, our my parents used to give uh, give me some spending money when I was a kid, and I would I would hoard it. You know, I'd always hold it till the end. But you know, we watched. I got sucked into the atmosphere of this uh, the the get a pearl from an oyster. And uh, so I said, you know, whatever. It was like $27 or something. Pretty much wiped me clean. And I got a puny, pathetic little pearl. And it's clearly stated no refunds. And I just, I couldn't help but cry. And the cast member felt so bad. They gave me my money back and took the Are pearl. Goodness <laughs> gracious. You must have looked pitiful. <laughs> Guys, I probably looked pitiful, but that pearl was horrible. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, the interesting thing yeah. when I went there last is... You know, it's not just Disney stuff in the store. I mean, there are a lot of things from Japan and not necessarily like what you would expect. I mean, there was Pokemon in the store. Yeah, they have Pokemon. They have Hello Kitty. I mean, any any Japanese cultural icon that you can think of is in this store. Well, the, the, the thing now, especially with how when we were there, Pokemon Go was huge. Uh, it, the, probably the momentum has, has settled a little bit, but... Not only was the World Showcase a good place to play Pokemon Go, they were crushing it with Pokemon sales. Oh, they absolutely were. I mean, pretty much anything Pokemon branded was was just flying off the shelf. I would imagine Disney takes a percentage of that. 
I mean, they would have. Oh, I'm sure. They're selling it in the store. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing I'll say here about the Japanese pavilion is the cast members here are a lot of fun. If if you can get into a conversation with a cast member in the Japanese pavilion, they're just I, I don't know. It it seems like they go above and beyond your typical Disney cast member. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and one thing I'm gonna mention is I agree with Pete, you know, but all the cast members are fantastic and especially while you're in the World Pavilion, especially if you have children, especially if you haven't had the opportunity to go visit these countries. Talk to the cast members. Usually they're young. Usually they're in college. They can give you, they can give you feedback and share their experiences in America, but also where they're from. They can tell you stories. I mean, if you're planning a trip to go to a country in the future, talk to them. They can tell you things that you know you might enjoy doing. Don't miss out on talking to cast members throughout Disney World, but especially in the World Pavilion, the World Showcase. You know, and, and also growing up as a kid, the uh, and I don't know that we've hit on this, but the kid caught centers that each pavilion has mm-hmm. Japan was the best one uh, what they allowed you to do in Japan was awesome and, and Matt nailed it nailed it right on the head the cast members here have a special personality I think they really seem to uh, embrace their role at Disney yep I'd, I'd agree the other things that I will say don't miss in the Japanese pavilion uh, if you are there for the uh the Taiko drummers, they're incredible. Yeah, they're fantastic. You're right. It's 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 worth seeing. We stayed and watched them for 15 minutes. We watched almost on the, the last trip show. there. We watched yeah, just about the entire show. It's it's great to see and and they they do it pretty much what every hour or every two hours or something like it, that. It'll be that. it'll be in it'll be in um, whatever whatever week here in Disney World every day. It'll be in like the I call it literature, but you can grab at the front like the map. It'll be in your map. It'll tell yeah. you the show times. And yeah, I mean that goes for kind of like I said, talking to every cast member. Try and check out all the all the live performances that are going to be in each pavilion because they're all different. They're all unique. It's not something you can you're going to catch anywhere else in Disney. So make sure you do it. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth seeing. You know, we talked about Voices of Liberty in the United States. Japan has the Taiko drummers. I think we skipped in Italy. There is a juggler, and there's also some. There's also a flag show that's that's worth seeing if if you get a chance to catch it. I'm not sure about Germany. I don't I don't know that there's anything in Germany outside of the show. In, off off in the top Germany. of my head, I can't think of anything. But you never know. Disney's doing new stuff all the time and. Maybe there's something. Maybe mm-hmm. seasonally. I don't know. I'll I'll say the show in Japan. Um, if you can, I would book your your day almost around it. It's pretty mesmerizing to watch. I mean, you can get yeah. It's it it's, is. it's it's incredible. It is. So food options in Japan. Japan, you've got a ton of options. There are pretty much two quick service locations and two table service locations in Japan. And I actually didn't know this. I, I thought there was only one. Actually, I didn't know there were any table service restaurants in Japan. Yeah, there's definitely one that's your traditional Japanese steakhouse style. I mean, I don't know what it's called, but I know it's like... It's it's, it's Teppan Edo, and it's a teppanyaki restaurant. So if you've been to a Benihana or a Miyabi yeah. or... It's fun. You know, what what whatever. Yeah, it's it's they're fun. It's It's a fun show. The other table service restaurant is Tokyo Dining. Again, I don't know a whole lot about this restaurant. Looking at the menu, it, it does serve kind of your traditional Japanese cuisine. They have sushi. They have 
chicken, you know, fried fish, chicken, all kinds of things like that. So that is another table service option. You've also got the Katsura Grill and the Kabuki Cafe. Those are both quick service. Yeah, they're both quick service. They have sushi, teriyaki, you know, what have you. So yeah, let's let's talk about some of the drink options in Japan. You know, of course you have sake. Sake is kind of hard to describe. It's it's distilled from rice. It's sort of a wine. It has a very unique taste. Definitely unique. And mm-hmm. the Japanese drink it hot or cold. Typically when you're drinking it warm, you're you're drinking it like a shot. So you're drinking it as quickly as you can. When we went, I believe, Matt, we had it warm, correct? I think we did, yeah. Tom, when we went, we had it cold. So yes, it was it was more of a refreshing beverage. Now, you did not care for sake, did you? I'm not sure if refreshing is necessarily the way I would describe it. It was interesting. Like, it, it woke me up. That's the best way I can explain it. I don't know if it was refreshing, but it woke me up. I'll put it like this. I, I, what are you doing in Epcot? Is it a task ahead that you're trying to complete, or is it you're looking for a very uh, refreshing, taste good type drink? It, yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. So it's it's definitely an acquired taste. If you've never had it before, maybe not the best time to get it. There's various grades of sake, and I don't know anything about sake. I don't know that it's worth spending the extra money on the various types of sake. If you've never had it before, or a couple words of advice, drink it as fast as you can. (laughs) Regardless how you're supposed to drink it, just throw it down like a shot and keep it moving. I don't know. I think it's very refreshing. I mean, I would imagine, I think I would like it better cold versus hot. I think anybody would. But, Tom, can you compare this to to your favorite drink in Norway? Which do you prefer? Oh, man. See, the, the Norway drink, Aquavit, is a cool name, so it sounds cooler. Saki, come on. I don't know. They're both horrible. <laughs> I think in the present day, I think, didn't I tell you guys Saki was worse? Like, in the time, in present? I, I think you did. But but look, to me, Saki is so smooth, and it's so easy drinking. You have some, just, you have some interesting <laughs> adjectives you describe Saki with. <laughs> Okay, well, look, let's talk about the other options. There are some sake cocktails that you can get. None of them taste like sake. There's a green tea. There's a strawberry. There's a lime. So there's there's a lot of options that you can get. Actually, now that you mention that, I think that I'm... Pete, maybe I'm wrong, but I think I had to buy a, a beer in Japan to wash out the taste of sake. I, I think you did. I think I got like a Sapporo or something like that. I think you did. And there are a couple of beer options. There is uh, Kiranichiban. Which is gross. There is uh, <laughs> straight <laughs> and to the a point. Sapporo. It is well. It's not, a, it's not a good beer. It is. Gross. I much prefer. I much prefer Sapporo to Kiranichiban. So but even Sapporo is not my favorite. No, I think you just got to do the sake and get in and get out. It's not great. It's not great. The plum wine is pretty good. I've had the plum wine. There's also an amasake mist, which I'm not really sure what that is. I, I believe it's some kind of frozen sake concoction, but I have not had that, so not really sure about that. I mean, we I think we touched on a lot to do in four different countries tonight. I think we missed anything in Japan, guys. I'm I'm thinking 
I'm thinking about our. I mean, we've, we've missed did something mention, in a country. Did I mention? We've had did to. I mention the Samurai no. Warriors? No, I did not mention the Samurai Warriors. Make sure you find the Samurai Warriors and take your picture with them. They're pretty cool. Matt and I have a picture of the Samurai Warriors. All right, well, guys, I think that pretty much does it for Japan. Anything else to add? I'm good. I'm good. If you're brave, if you're brave, try the sake. Pick a pearl. It's fun. You'll get it. You'll get caught up in the moment. It's exciting. They'll bang a drum. Everybody will clap. And you'll watch the person before you and after you get bigger pearls than you got. They they will. And they'll set they'll set it in a ring for you. Or if you pick a couple of pearls, they'll put them in earrings for you at additional charge. I'm sure. I've never had it done. but So Japanese Pavilion is a lot of fun. Make friends with a cast member. They'll show you a good time. So that's it for our main topic tonight. Tom, let's uh, move right into the Disney secret of the week. And I think, again, you've got two of them for I'm this week, you, right? I'm telling you, World Showcase is, uh, is special. So that, that means uh, two secrets. That's what that equals. Uh, but here, we're going we're gonna to start with the first one. Uh, and again, we're going to use two of the countries we went over tonight. We're going to use, of course, the U.S. of A., and secondly, we're gonna we're gonna hit something in Japan, but I'm gonna start with the American Pavilion, the USA. I'm sure most of you are familiar with Disney using uh, what's called forced perspective uh, around different parts of their park. It it you can make backgrounds and buildings look larger and grander than maybe they actually are. But they did something interesting in Epcot. They made something look smaller, and this was done at the American Adventure Pavilion. The building actually stands about five stories tall, but the windows were lengthened and the doors are enormous in order to make the building look to only be about three stories tall. The reason behind this, the era for the theme of the American Pavilion, a five-story building, wouldn't have been the standard architecture. So a true three-story building wouldn't, wouldn't have been tall enough to make an impression on the World Showcase, so they had to make a large building, use force perspective to make it look like a three-story building. Uh, it's, that's Disney creativity at its finest. Moving over to Japan, you will notice a beautiful statue as you enter the Japan Pavilion. The statue was actually a gift from the government of Japan when Magic Kingdom was first opened. It used to be on display there until Epcot was created. Then, Disney decided that the gift should be moved to the Japan, Japan Pavilion for its permanent home, and has been there ever since. That's all for the secrets this week. It's, it's cool to me that, that so many countries' governments have had so much involvement in the various Epcot pavilions. Just, just wait until you hear about Morocco. I mean, that's you'll be blown away. Well, if that's all we've got for tonight, guys, I think we'll go ahead and close it out. Anything else? Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.